2: Support WrestleTalk.
3: Give us a subscribe.
2: Making their way to the ring, at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello
3: and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by El Fakeador Laurie. Hello, hey man, how's right, it mate? How's it going? Yeah, grand, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, it's been a bit of a controversial week on the old Wrestle Ramble podcast because uh, I'll, f- I'll fill you in because it'd be good to get your perspective on this story. Right, keep me ma- with it. So, Ollie Davis, um, you know the, the loos we've got upstairs. Yes, Ollie Davis went to go use those loo's mm. and was standing at a, a urinal. Yes, and then I also had to go to do a toilet so I went up there and used the other urinal that was next week because there's only two that's there sure Ollie found this to be perplexing and Cause there was a cubicle free right there was one cubicle free mm. and Ollie Davis found this to be um, almost an invasion of privacy Ollie Davis Has stage fright (laughs) and I mean Andy Datson Revealed that If there's just If
2: there is anyone else In the toilet Then he just won't use it And he will just Like leave until it's Completely (laughs) empty So I mean there's been Studies into this right Like people's use of Like men's specific use Of urinals Has been studied I was reading a thing The other day And it said like If you've got five In a row Mm -hmm. And one man is on The one on the end Someone will always Go and use the one Furthest away Yeah And then they will pick The centre one and then only then, if they're feeling brave, will they go into the middle. The two that are now in the middle. That right. makes that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, however, there are obviously people who don't respect those rules because this is this is, this is a, it's an unwritten rule of being a bloke, isn't it? That you just you, you don't just rock up next to someone having a wee. Yes, because it's just it's just weird. I don't know why we've decided. But, but there's only two there. Yeah, no. That's I think. That's fine I don't don't, There's nothing If there's only two What are you going to do Wee in the sink Like (laughs) It it doesn't matter Like I think But in a room Where there are more You're you're nuts If you go stand Next to someone Who's having a wee Absolutely That's It's Yeah it's aggressive It's (laughs) aggressive It's it's like a It's like a I don't know It's a bold play Yeah it's like an alpha move Isn't it (laughs) You think it's an alpha move But it actually just makes you a dick That's what it is So it's a Bobby Lashley move Yeah it's a Lashley (laughs) A slashly, because
3: a sl- <laughs> we did like a Twitter poll and everything. It came back 60-40 agreeing with Ollie, mm. um, thinking that I was in the wrong for for using. Well, you just might have sh- you might have you know hemmed his flow or whatever. Well, know. I mean, I think he made it weird by talking about it and talking to me with him while I was weeing. Right? Oh, right. So I I, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. he made it worse.
2: I mean, I just don't know why, as a society, we've decided that just because men can stand up and have a wee. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't want this to be some sort of men's rights activist, <laughs> like, <laughs> diatribe used in the future. But, like, why why have we decided that it's just cool for, like, it, there to be an option that we just have to see other dudes' dicks? I just don't, like, I don't, I don't, I just, why can't they just put a bit of wall between mm. urinals? Yeah, like a blocker. Yeah, like just, just, just something just make takes the line of sight away. I think is the <laughs> line of sight. like the idea that the idea that someone might see a penis. Yeah, puts me off having a wee in public. Well, it's very much this podcast that we decided to use Warhammer terms
3: in <laughs> <laughs> terms of. <up. laughs> Alright, well I tell you what, let's crack on with the NXT review we've got some emails in the outro, uh, but we're going to be talking about EC3, what's possibly next for him in NXT, and those rumours of a main roster call up. Here's the show. This looks like it might be the last time we have to use the what next for blank video series, (laughs) which I had a horrible thought might be forever. Well yeah, at least for the next few weeks, Mm -hmm. but thankfully NXT have done some TV tapings over the last... Well, last night, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to get some brand new material as of next week. So going to happen. Thumbs up for that, because I had... we um, So, recently, a bit of a plug here for the Patreon page. We recently just did a review of NXT TakeOver Toronto, which obviously took place in November over Survivor Series weekend. And that was the year. It was 2016. Mm-hmm. And once that finished, they didn't tape anything until the following year. So, like all of december was a
2: total write-off yeah, it was just it promo package land
3: it was promo package it was pre-taped stuff it was stuff from house shows which means we saw shinsuke nakamura versus Samojo about 25 times because it was always the, the main event of the house <laughs> shows so it, thankfully we're not getting that this time we're going to get brand new stuff next week but let's go to the topic at hand what is next for ec3 because interestingly pw insider reported last week i believe it was that the original plan was to call EC3 up to the main roster after mm. SummerSlam. Oh. So he was going to get a main roster call up according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider. EC3 was not meant to be a long-term thing in NXT. They just wanted to bring him in, redo the character or, you know, introduce the character to the NXT audience, maybe get him up to speed with new WWE you know, HR and things like that. Yeah.
2: And just fill his forms in, basically. Exactly, yeah. you got got all the forms and that. Uh, it's the, much easier to hand them in if you're at the performance center, yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah,
3: yeah. Pass the theory test yeah. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Get your license uh, and then just go straight up to the main roster. Yeah. So the problem was, is that during his Brooklyn match with Velveteen Dream, he suffered a concussion mm. and that essentially squandered all plans for his main roster call-up which is why he's more or less done nothing in NXT since because effectively they had no plan for him long-term in NXT no so if they're not going to be calling him up uh in the next few like months or whatever if they're going to wait off until Wrestlemania to give him the call-up instead because he's clearly not being called up post-survivor series Mm -hmm. Lars Sullivan is instead what what is next
2: for EC3 well, so we have obviously one bit of news regarding this uh, at the end of this match on the show today where he's against Marcel Barthel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he calls out Bubbles Fish.
3: Yeah, it's, and it wasn't the Undisputed Era as a whole. It was specifically
2: Bobby Fish because a couple of weeks ago Bobby Fish targeted his leg in a mm. post-match beatdown. Yes, and that, that was the, the start of Bobby Fish's obsession with other people's knees yeah
3: which is something that wasn't really played up a lot in, in war games I think you and I sort of fantasy booked that in our own head yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really be, a like, thing I just thought it would
2: be the thing he might do like because he's been going after people's knees in matches and stuff When he's in other things it seemed like it was what was going to happen so obviously there's unfinished business between EC3 and Bobby Fish that will well I already know plays out in the NXT tapings. No spoilers here, of yeah, course. I won't go into it, but I have been looking at it for the news today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't want spoilers, don't watch my news either. <laughs> <laughs> other in Spoiler other reviews. Spoiler central. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's quite hard to say what's going to happen without really being like, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know exactly what's going to happen. Um but I also think this is sort of a placeholder thing for him to do for the next four weeks or whatever. So mm-hmm. that will take us up to, you know, January, and then I don't know what they're going to do with him after that. I think it's just. Maybe another shot at the North American title, but in just one of those, like, challenger matches that doesn't really go yeah. anywhere. Probably on TV rather than a takeover. Yeah, I could definitely see it being a TV thing, like yeah. a very much a TV-based feud. Yeah. Unless, um, well, unless they're going to do a bigger match, at, um, is it Phoenix, the next takeover? Uh, let's, say, the let's say is that, it is. Is that the WrestleMania well, one, Well, I'll tell that, you what, I'll do a quick... Uh, you you do a Google do, on I'll air. do Google Live on air. So whatever the next takeover is, I imagine... That you could do another multi-man North American Championship match because mm-hmm. that's just a fun. I don't think there's any sort of beyond the done. Maybe they will do done and Ricochet actually. So yeah. maybe that's completely squanders what I was just thinking. Uh oh. Well, you need to fill yeah. some time because I'm but you still could do, googling. But you could, if it you is. were, if you were not going to do that, you it, could do uh, a multi-man North American title match, or you could, you could even do like a one for the the main title. It is Phoenix. It is Phoenix, and when's that? Is that that's in January? Yes, it's the so end- not WrestleMania weekend. No, so it's that- the end of January. It's Royal Rumble weekends, the end of yeah. oh, end of the Rumble, Well, before the Rumble, rather. So yes, so they're probably, Dunn Ricochet maybe. Yeah, or they might or- say all they might say Dunn and Ricochet. One on one for the WrestleMania weekend. That's
3: what I was thinking, and do the triple yeah. threat
2: with with Cole.
3: Um, at least that's, the, that's sort of like the direction mm-hmm. that you feel like they're they're yes. heading into. Although I, I could very much be wrong on that one. Um, but yeah, so EC three had a um, a, a, good, a good TV match. This was overall a, a, a solid episode of of NXT yes. an Impact for a second. Then it's <laughs> a solid EC three on the brain. This was a what s- is Luke doing <laughs> in the Impact Zone. <laughs> this was a solid episode of, of NXT. It was a taped house show more or less where mm-hmm. they just and they did so you know a few matches here and there nothing was really advanced no. like nothing was really done there were some backstage bits and pieces but this was a placeholder show to get us through until this new set of um tapings and you can tell because the lights
2: on the ramp were too bright <laughs> And that is why it was definitely a house show Because they did not have the normal lights And when the mighty came out And they were like It's like they had descended from like Descended <laughs> from heaven It was like Ah Here they are And then Lars Sullivan didn't get to do his full proper introduction bit, No absolutely not Which looks weird when you get to see it And he's just crawling around on the floor To get in position to stand up And you know, EC3 didn't do like Because the, the big
3: crash zoom that he does Like yeah. when he does like the big um, mm-hmm. head turn To look at the camera They don't do that bit as well So he just sort of stands there Still doing it but there's no camera with it. <laughs> it. just looks a bit weird that way. But uh, it was an absolutely fine match. He had a match against Marcel Bartel, who I am a big fan of. Mm. Um, I do like, though, that they've kept Bartel, they've, they've still given him the ring camp music. Yes. But it's like a rubbish version of it. Mm. It's incredible, really, how you can essentially... You can do the ring camp music. One of the best themes. like, pre- Like, presentation-wise, it's just one of the
2: best themes in mm. wrestling going. And yet, somehow, this one feels like a lesser version. Is it... It's a natural piece of music, right? Yes. So WWE have just gone for whatever the first unlicensed bit of that music is. That would be my guess, yes. have yes. just gone, that's one. That'll do. But that's interesting with him as well, because I was reading on Wikipedia earlier in my bit of research about like other things, and it just said he was signed specifically to NXT UK. Rather oh, than, really? Rather than NXT... America brand, so... That
3: would make sense, I suppose, because if uh, with uh, Volta going across to mm. NXT UK specifically, like, he is not going to be part of the US uh, takeover. I mean, Dave Meltzer was saying in The Observer, the plan... Uh, with Volta and the, sort of the deal that he's got. Uh, that WWE were offering him contracts all year long, essentially. Like, from WrestleMania onwards, they've been offering him contracts. And he's kept saying, no. This one? No. Nope. nope. Nine. Nine. Absolutely <laughs> this one? Not. Nine. nine. Do this not want... Do nine. Not, no thanks. I'm good, Tar. <laughs> the reason being is because he didn't want to... He's just doing that and just <laughs> going... <"Mm-mm,
2: laughs> no
3: thanks. <laughs> it's because he didn't want to move out of Germany. Yes. So this deal that he's got with NXT UK is... You know, thumbs up because he just has to go over to the UK to do TV tapings and the takeovers that they're doing. We're, we're, if we're going to get those on a regular basis, I guess we're getting the first one in January, mm. and then he can just go back to Germany and work with WXW, who have a, uh, a working relationship with WWE, so he mm-hmm. can continue doing stuff with with them. Um, but Dave Meltzer did say that there are there's a possibility he still could do US takeover shows if there ever was like a crossover between. U- uh uk takeovers and u.s takeovers yes certainly so and i guess that marcel Bartel being uh sort of assigned to the uk brand makes sense in that way yes. as well because you can team those two up together and be like you know your evil foreign heels which is
2: most likely what they'll end up doing with them no <laughs> <laughs> on a week where it's dijakovic
3: <laughs> yeah we like well we'll get into that I suppose. <laughs> we'll come, we'll come we'll to that, co- we'll bit, come to that yeah, bit
2: just to make sure he's very foreign sounding
3: I think uh, my prediction for EC3 and what is yes. next for him, aside from all the bubbles uh, stuff with UE, I imagine he's going to be a surprise rumble entrance. and you I think, and most likely, in the number three position. Oh. Yeah. That would be my guess, and then that would essentially be his, not like a, an Adam Cole... Like Royal Rumble appearance we got last year this would be like an actual Royal Rumble here is his debut he's now going to be part of the main roster and then perhaps they can play the story of because he's in the top 1% you can have Raw and Smackdown like he's you know deciding which brand he wants to go to between Raw and Smackdown Mm -hmm. and then that can build to a uh, Wrestlemania match or most like the battle royal that goes on the pre-show because that, that that's a stacked old mania card already. So I think that's that's probably where I'm thinking EC3 is. That's it really. If Johnson's report from PW Insider is correct mm. and that EC3
2: is not long for the NXT brands, I can see him not being. Uh, I just feel like he's got the he's got the look of a main roster guy. Uh, he's got definitely that's someone. Cool. He's definitely someone that Vince probably has seen and gone. Yeah, I want him. I'll have a one of them, please. Right. I'll have one of them and one of these Lars guys. What Thank is it? The big one with the pants, the one <laughs> with the that, red trunks. That big one. With and the I red... want this other one, this this sort of weird brown one. Well, <laughs> God, tri- <while laughs> Triple H just hiding away. Everyone else yeah. going like, no, 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 don't look over here. Yeah, yeah.
3: What's over in that uh, there <laughs> locker room? Nothing, absolutely nothing over there. Just pushing Keith Lee yeah. and Donovan Diejackers. Get in there, get in there, get in there,
2: hide.
3: Psych before we get into the NXT review we've got some $25 and above pledge hammer shout outs to do if you want to become one of these awesome pledge hammers all you have to do is become one of our pledge hammers over on Patreon and donate at a $25 amount to get your name read out or you get loads of other perks five dollars will get you the wrestle ramble extra ten dollars will get you ramble club all these other really good bits and pieces so let's see who is on the end of our list up first full lift club leader johnny Motta. oh yes johnny Ooh, well, nice done, Johnny. jvf jack
2: van Fleet. oh jack van Fleet. Jack van Fleet. he's
3: always got good suggestions jack colin mcleaner than finn balor oh he's lean colin. he is lean finn but no You're colin incredibly is, overworked nickname colin is much better john
2: secret santos
3: it's a bit like secret santa it is yes. it's a bit like it big apple takedown lindsay munro the big apple takedown there it is mm. reading that on on uh, ramble club butter me up
2: sorinor
3: oh butter me up mate butter me up Harry and the Hendersons Burgers. Yeah, it's, it's an old film. You might not remember it. <laughs> Robin Banks,
2: Lee Roberts. It's
3: sort of like your surname. It's sort of, kind, it's of, kind of.
2: Kind of. Oh, we're not good at puns.
3: Sayonara, cyan, cyan. I'll try that again. Sayonara, Cyan Grant. I think that's Kane Grant, but yeah, sure. Oh, it might. Yeah. Me, yeah. yeah, it's probably Kane. If it is, then I'm going to have to change that because Sayonara doesn't work. Mm. If it, if, I'm, I'm very bad at names. Mm. Someone uh, has been emailing in and they their name is not spelt the way that it's said. Right. It's spelt C-E-M, but it's pronounced G-E-M. Oh. Like, Gem. And so I've been calling him Sem mm. on the podcast. And then thankfully he emailed and be like, you're an idiot. You keep saying my <laughs> name wrong. This is not the first time I've told you this either. And I'm like, I mean, thank you for pointing that out. And I, I apologize for saying your name wrong. But do remember, I'm very bad at my job. If, you, if you you're going to email in and you've got a name that I that just looks like this idiot here can't read out properly, just spell phonetic out phonetics. Do phonetics because Luke is stupid. I'm, the, I'm a massive moron. Like it's just easier this way. But anyway, sorry. Uh, where do we get to? Ryan, B. bad. Oh, he's bad. He's bad, baby. Mmm, this is a tasty Tim Heidenberg.
2: Uh, it's a Pulp Fiction reference. Mm. Probably better than Kyle Philip O'Reilly. Oh, it's strong, because Kyle O'Reilly's very good. Yeah, but you, at fourth, air guitar. you probably are
3: better than him. Michael mislaying my keys.
2: Like when you lose your keys around the house. There is no S in his name either. Owen Morgan. That's right. You and me both, brother. we got no S's O'Reilly's in our names. Owen's
3: Morgan. No S's in our names whatsoever. Luke Owens. Owen's Morgan. So thank you very much for all of our pledge hammers. If you are one of our new $25 and above backers, we will see you next month. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this was a pretty standard episode of NXT. Solid matches, nothing really groundbreaking or anything like that. But I did enjoy the first match between the Yard Bastards, Danny Burch and Oni Larkin, versus the Mighty. Now it's interesting. Again, bit of a plug here for that Patreon podcast that we did with uh, NXT Takeover to- uh, NXT Takeover Toronto mm-hmm. in 2016. That was a show. If you look at the lineup of that show, the, oh, there are four people on that card that are no that are still in NXT. Uh, and those are Johnny Gargano and, D- and Tommaso Ciampa. Mm-hmm. They wrestled as DIY against The Revival in a terrific match. And the other two are The Mighty when they were TM61. Yes. And you look at that card and you're like, oh, okay, well, everyone else has gone up to the main roster to do mostly nothing. Mm-hmm. But these four lads are still in NXT. But uh, Johnny Gargano is one of the main event players. And Tommaso Ciampa is the NXT champion. He is the main event. Whereas The Mighty... At Takeover Toronto, we're in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic against the Authors of Pain, mm. and they've just the like, their name used to be the Mighty Don't Kneel, but now it's like the Mighty have fallen. Like they've just mm. they've just like gone and gone and gone down, losing against the Street Prophets. Granted, this is a house show, it doesn't really count, I suppose. But losing again here, babyface pop, I guess. But at the same time, it's like the Mighty really have not done anything in NXT. Sick. So they
2: injured. They were injured before uh, 2016, and then I think they were injured. One of them was injured after. Yes, wasn't they? so yeah. they've, they've been like the pair of them have been absolutely plagued by in- uh, injury. Yes, but yeah, even this heel turn seemed like it was going to do something for them. They got a few wins on the trot from uh, heavy machinery, having, your feet, having yeah. your feet on the ropes, whatever the whatever the shenanigans were, and then it's just gone straight back to normal of just being like just be around guys you're just there on the roster like, and, it, and they are and they don't even do as many flips anymore well like, it's because they're heels yeah, now no, i know no. heels don't flip
3: and i like them as heels i i really do like them as heels yeah. i think they've got really good sort of like personality as heels and they look like heels as well i think they've got a look, good look With about the them coat. <laughs> exactly no. oh, oh i'm neo well they'd been babyface in 1999 yes yeah, now now they're definitely heels because <laughs> it's so played out but um
2: it's how droll.
3: <laughs> oh, the Matrix. Oh, I bet you've oh, got little on. glasses
2: that stick on your nose. <laughs> oh,
3: do you want to talk about pills or what? <laughs> red pills? No, follow the White Rabbit. <laughs> very, very interesting. Uh, but we're all plugged in. No, but um, this is. Uh, I just don't find that they connect with the crowds. No. The Mighty. Whether the baby faces or whether they were heels. Like, Looking back at 2016 when they were TM61, I don't really think people were connecting to them then either. And now they're heels. People still aren't connecting to them. And it's getting to the point where I feel like the Mighty are And we actually talked about this on the, the Patreon podcast they, I have a bit of Apollo Crews Vibe about mm. the Mighty In the sense that they came in with Lots of like hype about them Pyro and Ballyhoo up the wazoo Did, uh, did the Mighty Don't Neal Come into to <laughs> NXT And maybe it's because of the injuries Maybe it's because of the presentation But I really don't feel that they have
2: Lived up to that hype Of when they came in uh, yeah, I mean even like the, even the 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 beatdown at the end of this match just didn't get anything from the crowd. The crowd just sort of went, "Oh, that's happening." Like yeah. even though it was uh Lorkhan and Birch like who are pretty damn popular nowadays, like yeah, they were just everyone just sort of watched that happen and was just like, "Okay. That's that's happening then." Yeah, and I think like with <laughs> with the Mighty, they are like there's quite a lot of tag
3: teams in NXT, mm. which is very much a good thing. But I don't think I would place them above the likes of Street Profits, Heavy Machinery, Birch and Larkin, or you know several others, in line for tag team title shots. No, I I think they they feel
2: very far down the pecking order. They are a safe pair of hands Mm -hmm. uh, to feed people up. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like you've got to have someone when the undisputed era kind of as the tag team champions are feuding with other champions you've kind of got to have someone holding down the fort down the other end being the heels still so I guess that's kind of what their role is here Yes, but it's weird to just yeah keep putting them in these matches where they're just obviously going to lose try and get a bit of cheap heat at the end of it blah blah blah, blah. and obviously it's mostly a filmed house show so it's not really a big deal but like it feels like they're trying to make them something mm. they're not quite managing it why don't you just use the Forgotten Sons or someone else I forgot about the Forgotten Sons ironically (laughs) you know what I mean like there's there's so many other people in this division to just do this stuff with and obviously like most of the big strong teams at the moment are faces yes and that is a bit of an issue yeah yeah because then you know people who do fall on the the wearing the black duster kind of side of things end up beat up. <laughs> beat up, man. As beat up as their dusters.
3: But uh Lorcan and Birch won this. Fun little opener, I suppose. um I really enjoy Only Lorcan. I think he's really, really cool. We mm. got a wicked little. Uh, it was Birch that got the hot tag, but Lorcan running wild was absolutely wonderful. Mm. And he did this
2: dive at one point in the match that I, I thought defied gravity. <laughs> he's, oh, he's like. um <laughs> I don't know. It's like a tope roly poly. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how to, like, I don't know what you would call it.
3: But, like, the way that he sort of moves, it looks like you're not going to get any distance on that whatsoever. Yeah. And then before you know it, it's like a glitch. it I just ends up so, halfway he's up the rank. so manky,
2: I think that's why. <laughs> he just went, yeah. But he, because he, like, went into them upside down yeah. as well. So he collided <laughs> upside down. And then, fortunately, he sort of managed to fall to the floor slowly enough that it didn't look like he was just going to smash his head. But he still just sort of went, bunk bonk, on his head for a bit. Weird, weird man. But, fun little <laughs> match. Uh, crab
3: did chant you. You still suck at the mighty when they, mm. they did the beat dance so they got some heat off the back I, yeah, of it I
2: enjoyed, the, I enjoyed the roll up bit at the end as well with yeah. the, the pushing them out of the, uh, the Thunder Valley yes and then getting that little roll up that was nice yeah it was some good stuff uh, we got a recap of Adam Cole
3: being laid out uh, sorry EC3 beating Adam Cole and then him being laid out by Undisputed Era uh, which led into that EC3 versus Marcel Bartel match god I'm, I'm a big fan of Marcel Bartel I think he's got really really good personality mm. I think he looks cool and maybe it's just because it's the ring cam presentation with the arms behind your back yes, and yeah. you know just going nine and, and things like that but I'm, I'm a big big fan of marcel and I'm, I'm
2: hoping that they can do some really good things with him be it on nxt or on nxt uk yeah i would like to see some of these other these other characters getting a bit more time like the you know the the Bastards and uh Dijack and stuff like that like they, they've been used but just to put people over yes. and they always end up looking better <laughs> I feel like he looked better than EC3 here and I was yeah. just like and then ec is the one getting put over and they're having a bit more you know because he's I don't
3: know well, that's actually three. a very good because point. Because he's American, isn't? I imagine, like, you know,
2: <laughs> mostly.
3: That's a very good point, actually, because when I'm looking at these two, I'm looking at Marcel being like, well, okay, well, you're ready for the main roster. Like, you're already ready for, like, the yeah. big time in WWE. Uh, whereas EC3, I'm like, nah, you're not really
2: doing anything for me at mm. the moment. All of my notes are about moves that Marcel did. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And the, top, and, like, the all of, and then well. rest of it's like, and EC3 one, Yeah. <laughs> and then EC3 one. And I feel like that, that's, this is probably the story, apart from the first match, the story of quite a lot of this shows me making notes about one of the people and then they lose <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> like
3: nice uh, we also got a recap of Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler from two weeks ago and then there was a backstage interview that was recorded I think they said it was earlier in the day with uh, Sane and Daco- Shirai and Dakota Kai and I saw uh, there was a comment that was left on the um, uh, the Wrestling Observer uh, message boards mm. that said that uh, Kyrie Sane and e- Eup Shirai with their broken English is still a better promo than Dakota Kai, which I thought was unfair. Oh, that I thought, I th- unfair. I thought that was harsh. But I did like I liked Kai in this. I thought EO was really cool as well. But they were essentially saying that hey, we're not done with those three yet, and we mm. want to fight all three of them, and we're going to stand together. Like Eup was saying that you oh, know. Kairi Sane's my bestest friend.
2: Yeah, it's a shame that the best friend thing is now pervaded <sighs> yes. down it's into just, it's like it's like trickle down economics. Trickle down. Yeah. down. Poop does roll downhills. Yeah, it does, yeah. yeah. So unfortunately. Um so they we're weren't best they, friends. We're just best ooh, friends. We're both Japanese. <laughs> I guess so.
3: They probably are like best mates in real life. Yeah, like, I think they are. But like, they are but they like, genuinely are, but yeah. yeah, it's a bit like, oh God. Yeah, it, this I, again. I've had enough of that mm. to be fair uh, and then we got that video package for not Donovan Dijak Not Dijak, Dijakovic. Cool video package, dreadful name. Donovan yeah. Dijak is such an easy to
2: say name It's, it's a good name and it's a, it's great, a great name. It's a good it ref- sounds cool. It's a cool wrestling name Dijakovic is just like laboring the point of like did you know he has a foreign surname <laughs> and therefore Will be a foreign hero, but he's American. I know he is, but they're just going to be like, "Did you know <laughs> <laughs> he's got
3: ancestry?" And like Djokovic, maybe it's just me, but when I hear that, that says tennis player. Mm. Like he sounds like he should be like, competing in the U.S. Open yeah. rather than competing in versus the... Andre Agassi. <laughs> Excellent tennis reference. <laughs> Can we name
2: any other tennis players? McEnroe, John McEnroe. Jo- yep, I mean, any, tennis player. N- any new ones? Roger Federer. He's a new one. Rafa Nadal.
3: There you go. Well, we've managed to approve my points. We can say them, I guess. So, yeah, the video package was cool. I just think that the name's rubbish. Mm. And it's a shame because I don't want to be sitting here talking about Donovan Dijak's proper reintroduction to NXT and being like... God, that name's rubbish. No. It just feels like when we're talking about like so awesome that Keith Lee's here in NXT. It's so awesome that he's getting some TV time. He's had two weeks of TV time now. It's so awesome. But
2: God, his entrance music's awful. It is real It is rubbish. Bad. It's real bad. It is, it's it's like anti-hype. <laughs> it's like the, like the opposite of You hear it and you're like You hear it and you see the name Keith Lee appear on screen and everyone goes, Oh, Keith Lee! And yeah. then you hear the music and you're like, Oh, I'm not interested anymore. But it's the <laughs> thing, it's like it's so bland entrance music. It's so
3: uninteresting entrance music mm. that the crowd don't react when they hear it, but they react when they see Limitless on the screen. They'll be like, oh, it's Keith. Oh, oh it's Keith. Please. Right, it's Keith. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm happy to yeah. see him then. But no one ever remembers that entrance music because it's so generic. It has
2: well, it has not one singular sting or peak <laughs> or trough <laughs> to it. It is all plateau. It just goes along. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It is very boring. But we'll get to that in At a least second. At ba- Even Shayna Bazers, which is, is admittedly amazing music even that has an extra sting that is completely unnecessary on the beginning that weird like someone's taking your car apart with the horses yeah what no is that horses is that what yeah, it's, it's supposed going to be <laughs> oh i didn't know that was meant to be horses i think, I think it sounds like someone be. taking the wheel off a car like, <laughs> and then like pumping it up and then. yeah no i thought it was i thought it was supposed to be horses um anyway
3: earlier this <laughs> week we <laughs> In the Monty Python. <laughs> <laughs> uh, earlier this week, we got a clip of uh, Candice LeRae arriving at the Performance Center, ignoring questions from the press. because what, <laughs> what a bee! What a bee! She's the, not the head bee in charge, no. but she may as well be one. The biggest bee around. Yeah, absolutely. She's ignoring the press. Uh, and speaking of the head bee in charge, the head baddie, it's Mia Yim versus Vanessa Bourne, whose new gimmick, I guess, is that she is perfection. Um. Whose entrance music was that? I am perfection. Oh, it was Dolph Ziggler, wasn't it? It was his old entrance theme song. Um, yeah, she's not Dolph Ziggler, I guess. But it's Mia Yim versus Vanessa Bourne.
2: <laughs> Match. Yeah, there was some, there was like fairly some cool bits in this that I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the little suplex with the half turn that Born did. Again, I've written it all. It's all Born <laughs> moves that she's done. And I was like, she did a she did a weird Bronco Buster thing to the back of Mia Yim's head, mm. and then like wrapped her up and started hitting her and I was like that's cool that's that, cool. That's a cool idea Mia Yim pulled out a tarantula don't see many of those these days well, yeah,
1: and, it,
3: and it was and I bloody love a tarantula mm. one of the things that really drew me to Yoshihiro Tajiri when he like, when I first saw him was that tarantula move I was like that's wicked like, that's wicked. so cool Like I remember seeing that like,
2: when... it's because the, the rule there's such a stickler now for that five second rule yeah. it just it doesn't have any impact because no one ever taps in five seconds so it, it's just like it looks really really cool yeah. and, I,
3: and, but, and I think it's a wicked move it might have been one of the worst tarantulas I've ever seen, though. Yes. And I'm not sure if it's because of Mia Yim's height or her size or whether Vanessa Bourne was too tall. But it looked like she could barely grab her feet. Yeah. Like when she's doing the move. And when you can barely lock on the hold, that's when it looks a little bit well, I think, now. Yeah, and I think like well, When, when Tajiri used to do it, he used to like wrap them up in there. Yeah, like, like it felt like they were, they were bent around the ropes. On, yeah. yeah.
2: But then also, I think, yeah, Bourne then just sort of flopped out of that and then walked off basically <laughs> yeah. like, okay bye then and yeah, It's like bye. you need to like be crippled uh, you need to fall down and be like I can't use any of my limbs like. <laughs> uh, but then I mean and this is
3: a point that uh, you really wanted to bring up because mere yin won with Eat Defeat and that's what Nigel called it Eat Defeat
2: in your face YouTube in your face I'm the biggest pedant here <laughs> people were on your case they were and I, like, eat defeat. I knew i'd got it from somewhere like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm well aware that it's also it is also a move that gail kim does but i had seen mia yim using it in the may young classic and they called it eat defeat and i was like i don't just make willy-nilly notes about things and just yeah. go like i'll just pull it up but I, yeah i knew it was called eat defeat yeah in this reference in this realm it is called Eat Defeat which I'd imagine is probably a tribute to Gail Kim yes yeah, so I imagine type. like because it's been called that move before they'll just yeah. go with that rather than having to go and she calls it Soul Food yeah etc
3: Eat Defeat is a dreadful name for a finisher move but I think it's better than Soul Food it's better than Jaw Dunzo. <laughs> oh god god I forgot about that yeah that was his finisher wasn't it that was Eat Defeat yeah, yeah. good crikey I genuinely forgot about that um, it is better than I, I think that Eat Defeat is it's a grand. it's a Pretty dreadful because uh, it's eat the defeat, mm. you know. But it's also defeat, as in you have lost. <laughs> so it's 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 not very good punny, um, but it is better than the soul food, which would just make me think of Khaleesi's last album, which <laughs> while had a good couple of tracks on it, overall I didn't rate all that much. <laughs>
2: Um, You can find Luke's review of (laughs) Khaleesa's album on his
3: personal (laughs) website. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, essentially, I'd have just written that. If I did do music reviews, I'd be like, I really like a couple of these tracks. Pork, uh, I think it's called, that's not called Pork and Beans, that's a Weezer song. But she's got a really, really awesome track on there that I like. Because it's all named after food, because it's when she released her cookbook. Her cookbook, by the way, very good. Mm. I I highly recommend Mm. her cookbook. Her milkshake. Brings Luke to Well, the that's the thing. There's no milkshake. There's no the... milkshake recipe in there. Come on. Are you kidding Kelly? me? That was an open goal. You, that you I've said ever it seen... brought all
2: the boys to the yard. <laughs> just because she didn't want people hanging around everyone else's house. That's yeah. why. She was like, if anyone else makes my milkshake, we're going to have... It'd be like the birds, but with <laughs> boys. <laughs> just just, just the... like knocking going... on the window, being like, milkshake, milkshake, milkshake. <laughs> uh,
3: we got a clip of uh, War Raiders being tended to by doctors after uh, the War Games match. Did I see War Raiders? Did I say war games being tended to? I meant to say war raiders. war raiders. You okay, said war raiders. Okay, that's fine,
2: yeah. After the war games. After like. the war games,
3: yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tommaso Ciampa got a promo, some some new material uh, to kind of like put over the fact that he's going to be on TV next week, the first time that he's been on TV since defeating the Velveteen Dream at TakeOver a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and he's there. He said he'll be back next week. And I'm asking everyone to follow my lead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa. A good promo from Ciampa, as always, because he is Awesome cult leader Champer. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. And then finally in the main event this was set up from last week. It's our boy Keith Lee the limitless one taking on uh Raw or SmackDown call-up Lars Sullivan. We don't know where he's going yet. He's going everywhere in a match that really did scream to me. Got that Lars Sullivan decision was a last minute like, it was a last-minute decision to call him up to the main
2: roster. Oh, yeah.
3: Well, it had to be, because Lars wins here.
2: Yeah. Doesn't, put everyone, doesn't put anyone over on his way out. No. What a scumbag. What a scumbag. God. My other note... My never broken into here. this business. My only other note here is that uh, I've just written, in reference to Keith Lee's music, <laughs> this morning when I watched it. Keith Lee's music. Is very polite, <laughs> <laughs> which in fairness does reflect him as a
3: person mm. because he is one of the politest people I've ever met. <laughs> he's a wonderful human being, <laughs> Ge- and just genuinely lovely. So maybe that's why his music fits him. Yeah,
2: Keith, yeah. just ask him to jazz it up, man. <laughs> like, let's, get some, let's get something going. But he's in, too
3: mate. polite to ask. I know that's but probably it. Doesn't <laughs> it. want to knock on CFO Money's office. Yeah. Like, sorry, guys, can I just ask just, you just, to do you mind just, just jazzing this up a little bit? Can we do what essentially we did with Samoa Joe's where he had that rubbish entrance music mm. and then he went in and joe obviously being this Samoan, Joe, when he was like this is crap do it better <laughs> keith i'm like, oh, sorry sorry guys sorry to bother you but um i mean could we could we do something maybe maybe, maybe not it's fine it's fine I'm, I'm happy with it do you know what i have found my limit it's this conversation <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> but this was like it was a good meaty man match uh some shoving um some pounces kick outs at one moves It was... I thought Keith was cool. I thought... And actually, Mm. Lars... Credit to him. I think Lars is actually... When he's in the ring with the the right opponents. And actually, in fairness to Lars, I don't think he's really had bad matches. No. Because he's usually in there with very, very good people. And I'm not suggesting that people are carrying Lars to matches. Because I think Lars knows what he's doing yes i think he and he knows how to wrestle with his physique and his size and he's very good at doing that and he's a very very good presence Yeah. um but it, it, but again lars, i think we've said this before lars is one of those guys if you're looking at the list of nxt people he's not the person i'm looking to call up next no i'm looking at like probably 10 to 15 maybe 20 other people before i get to lars sullivan yeah exactly <laughs> He but
2: just, it, he, just, he just fits a profile that they, they know how to work with on the main roster <laughs> yeah, for no much. reason. Yeah. To the detriment of everyone else. The problem with Lars, though, I think, and the reason it seems like he doesn't know what he's doing to everyone is because when he is in there with other people, it's such random chances because it just goes, it's like, nobody, 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 ricochet. You know, like or yeah. Alistair Black. Or it's like, nobody, 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 nobody. He's in this ladder match. Nobody, 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 Keith Lee. So it's just, you're just watching him squash people and not do anything. Yeah. Just in them. like four moves and then you and then he gets in there with someone else and you're like, Oh, he can kind of like work with them and stuff happens. And you're like, Oh, he actually does know how to wrestle. So like, why don't you just wrestle more of the matches? And I was surprised. I I going
3: into this, I didn't know the results from mm. the, the the house show that they taped a couple of weeks ago. But I going into this based on the like the you know, the stuff they were uh, promoting last week. I thought this was going to be the majority of the show. Like, I was Uh ready for this to be, like, like last week. Two sections. Yeah, yeah. like two sections. You had two, like, squash matches or what have you at the start, and then this takes up half hour of the, the broadcast. But it didn't really. It took about like maybe 15 minutes. Yep. Maybe less than that. I think it was about 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. And I I think I'd have preferred this to have gone longer. I think mm. I definitely could have enjoyed it going much longer. Um, particularly if you could have had some more back and forth. Because mm. while they did do the back and forth at first, it did just become Lars Sullivan neck cranks for a while. Or Lars Sullivan putting in submission holds unconvincingly. And yes. just sort of holding Keith Lee there and Keith selling it really well. And and then it was just yeah, it was just like yeah i mean i've, I've li- really got, i've got lars grinds down keith like it's a yeah. majority of my notes and then keith does some of his athletic comeback stuff doing his slingshot crossbodies, and he does this corkscrew tope to corkscrew tope over the top which looked amazing they got massive pop from the crowd doing the pounce and things like that second
2: rope moonsault
3: yeah and, and that's where and he misses that moonsault and you like when he missed the moonsault i was like okay cool now we're going to kick into the third gear of this match and we're really going to mm. like the third gear the third act of this match crank it up into fifth gear let's Really go for this now, and then Lars hit the freak accident and won. And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." I was just I was just about ready for this to get started, yeah. and then it, and then it ended. So it's a, sh- it's a shame. And as I say, like clearly they had no plans to call Lars up.
2: No. At, at, when but they take this, what were their plans for him within NXT? This is <sighs> what the other. This is the other championship
3: thing. stuff. That's what we kept setting up before. Know, but the, like, before why takeover. is he taking on Keith Lee, who doesn't like? <laughs> I th- poor I just- Keith Lee. Oh, poor Keith, I know, right? And they, they were putting over as well, like, oh, Keith Lee's undefeated in NXT. Oh, yeah. Granted, he's had three matches, like, but he is undefeated yeah, in, in
2: the whole time he's been there. He's, yeah.
3: Yeah, but uh, this was his first loss in the like NXT. This is Keith Lee's first loss. And if you're gonna put over that he's undefeated, undefeated, this didn't really feel like, oh, Keith Lee's lost his first match. It was just, oh, last one, oh, I guess. Last one again. Last one again, I guess. So
2: yeah, but it was a fine match you know why he lost? He won, sorry. Because there's no belt in the match. <laughs> Lars only loses matches in which there is a belt. I see. It was funny, like, Oli... Uh, or another person. Ollie to take D- the pinfall, ideally.
3: <laughs> Ollie Davis came into the the studio today. And he was, like, you know, he was excited because he's Ollie Davis. And that's the way that his personality always comes across. But when we came in to record, he was just like, Oh, how was the last Sullivan-Keith Lee match? And you can almost see that little twinkle in his eye. i have just be like, I might watch a bit of NXT. It might be good. I, might, I might watch some I'll NXT th- for a change. And then we went... So right, yeah it happened it was fine yeah. and yeah, um, yeah I think that I was really looking forward to this being like as I say a half hour match feeling like a takeover pay per view mm. style match but it was in the end just a 10 minute TV match with lots of head
2: cranks and I thought it was fine yeah, see, and that's the thing is that all that that whole spot works perfectly in a much longer match. Yes. Because then you then you kick into the gear where people are just throwing moves at each other. Yeah. And they're getting all the close falls. And Big moves. This, this just went like we're kicking out a one. I'm now holding your head for a while. Yep. You do some moves. I, I win. win. <laughs> <laughs> End of match. End of script. <laughs> really, we could be
3: producers at WWE. Crazy. Uh, so that was this week's nxt perfectly fine serviceable show looking forward to getting back on track next week
0: mm. i'm
2: really really looking forward to just things happening and things moving forward well from what i've seen we are in for some very interesting episodes good. to come yes. uh, good i'm can't wait to see them in motion rather than in picture form off some guy's twitter Yep.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is 2018. This is sometimes just how we ingest so these <laughs> things. Are, someone sent me apparently uh, Becky Lynch did an Instagram story where mm. she was um, taking the piss out of Charlotte Flair, essentially doing the the Frank Grimes thing from The Simpsons, but like for Becky Lynch being like, "Oh, I'm stealing Becky Lynch's. Do I get? A, I, I'm stealing Becky Lynch's character. Do I get a title shot now?" Of, uh, Frank Grimes freaking out against Homer, but it's in pictures. But someone had recorded those pictures and then sent me the video <laughs> of the pictures, and I was like. I mean, I guess it's 2018. Is this just how we enjoy things now? Is this, we just, I just watch videos from a different social media channel of pictures. <laughs> there you are. Thanks I for sending know. it across. It's w- very
2: meta, is the way that the world exists. Now.
3: Granted, I wouldn't have seen it because I don't know what an Instagram is, but <laughs> I'm I'm glad you sent it across because anything that Simpsons related, I'm into it. So, before we get into any silliness or anything like that, I did want to read out this email that was sent in to us by Matt Edmonds. Uh, Greetings, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and the Wrestle Tykes. My email conti- uh, comes with an extremely urgent request. First, I'd like to say thank you for everything you guys do. The SWAF Nation appreciates and loves you guys greatly. Ollie was corrected by the urinal, by the way. No, he wasn't. Anyway, onto the rest of my email. One of my best friends over 10 years has. Uh, <clears throat> I'll try that again. One of my best friends of over 10 years recently had his left lung collapse. Him and I grew up watching WWE together and he's a fellow pod Swafter. We grew close going to live events and pay-per-views. He's currently a university student without health insurance. We live in the US and as you likely know medical bills are outrageously expensive if you don't have insurance. As I type this email he is having emergency surgery to fix this injury that has become potentially life-threatening. Shout out to my friend Anton uh, would mean a lot to both of us and I'm sure he'll be thrilled to hear his name read out. Now once what makes the world go round. Money. I've started a GoFundMe for Anton and his medical bills for the surgery and extended stay in the hospital will likely come to more than $40,000, which for a family with no insurance and a college student is far out of a budget to say the least. I want to help my friend avoid literal decades of medical payments. I'm not requesting money of you, the WrestleTalk crew, but a shout-out would be monumental. I've linked the GoFundMe below. Our friends and family have made gracious donations, but unfortunately it's a mere fraction of what is needed. Regardless of when this is read out, even if it's months down the line, a shout-out would be huge. Thank Thank you all so if you were to gofundme.com forward slash antons lungs uh, that's anton It's an a-n-t-o-n-s uh lungs l-u-n-g-s so best of luck to you anton and to you as well matt hope everything goes okay
2: yeah get well soon Anton.
3: absolutely um good friend matt for writing in absolutely that's that's the kind of friend that you want really um but before we get out of here, now i thought i would leave dnd chat until the outro because mm-hmm. I'd imagine if you were someone who was new to this podcast and you're like I really want to hear what this Wrestle Ramble has to say about NXT and then what the fa- we talk about is our d is, is, is <laughs> the, the first 10 minutes of it is just me going like well then I rolled to 18 <laughs> that's like I think they might want to tune out so I thought we'll move to someone the magical being <laughs> which I did do
2: you did do so we finished your miniature campaign. We did. That what turned was- into be quite actually like a f- almost a full length campaign really by the, yes, the amount how, of time it took us. How long were we doing it in the end? I think we've been playing it for... We, I mean, we've not been playing it relig- as religiously as we've done all the other campaigns. So I guess we've been playing it for maybe three months.
3: Yeah. I mean, we had but a- we
2: had, did have like a four week break. No, we've been playing it for maybe... like four months i think it might be longer than that we did have like a big break where gary couldn't do it and stuff like that yes exactly yeah um and then there was weeks where we couldn't like
3: all get together so we had to take a week off and (laughs) things like that but we have now finished what was the name of your mini campaign Uh,
2: it didn't have a name i in my notes it was just called the witch's oven Mm. but uh that wasn't real i didn't like that name (laughs) i just left it on there because i didn't really bother to call it anything yeah Uh, i think i might take the, the name of the book uh under the Covens, yep. uh, a tell-all autobiography of Baba Yaga. God, buddy, Baba
3: Yaga. So to, we finally reached Bab Yags. Babs Yags. Babs Yags, and we were finally able to, to face <laughs> her down. And if you're, if you're new to this podcast and you don't know quite the story that we were looking for... Here is essentially what happened. We had been transported to this sort of mystical realm, and we were told by this old geezer um, that was, like, mourning the loss of his son that we needed to get the heartstone in order to get out of the, the World. Mm-hmm. And my character did not like being in the World. He just very much wanted to go home. He was a bit freaked out by being in this mystical realm. <laughs> he wanted to get back. So eventually, we found Babs Yags, who had a heartstone, and we were like, brilliant here's our opportunity and we had to do things like we had to keep making like blood sacrifices to like sort of bind her down and things yeah. like that. So
2: essentially yeah Babiaka uh in D&D D- and in regular folklore so she's a she's a Slavic figure in folklore she's basically a, a, a powerful witch that lives in the woods in a hut that has chicken legs um, oh is that way it ran away? Yeah it just popped oh, up and ran away because I just thought that was just a fun it is very funny uh, fun in the moment yeah um so yeah uh but in D D lore she's kind of like the mother of all hacks so mm. she's kind of both a witch and a god and yeah, she yeah. i i'd kind of written her as a, a trifecta so there were the two other there were the maiden mother and the crone the mother and the crone were kind of on your side and had tasked you with going in there to take down the maiden who had crafted this hearthstone this heartstone on, on her own accord uh, and was stealing kids and was stealing children to make it and there was all this other stuff that's going on that we'll get into another time I imagine when George's campaign rolls around um, so you then confronted the maiden version of Baba Yaga but because she's basically a god you had to slow her down because her challenge like the party are level 5 we're level, yeah, we were level 5 they were level in, 5 yeah. they've just gone to level 6 and Baba Yaga if you not know anything about D&D the challenge rating of her is 20 <sighs> which is big dead. Yeah, <laughs> if that is you dead. fight that, yeah. yeah. Um, and I did. Yes. Yeah, so I'd written it, I'd written the idea that basically you would have to, one of you would have to be continuously doing a ritual to slow her down. Slowing her down in my, because of looking at her stats, basically you could take away, I was like, take away her legendary actions. Mm-hmm. Because then actually she's quite limited. She's got a couple of spells and she's got a melee attack. Legendary actions with Baba Yagra, the things that mess you up. Like, she's, you know, she did a a death glare at you. Essentially, and imme- yeah. And then immediately knocked you unconscious. Yeah. I spent quite a bit of the fights <laughs> on
3: the floor, yep. unconscious, ready to die. Yep. So
2: <laughs> so you, you confronted a managed to wrest the heartstone off her after some quite good play of like cursing her strength so that when you did a strength challenge to try and take it, she failed. You won. And then And then so i had managed to get uh
3: one of our Dragonborn gave me like five bit of health back. So I was able to be revived, and I was like, I need to get out of this room, because if she gets a hold of me again, I am dead. So I ran out of the room, on my way past, grabbing the heartstone from one of our other players, or one of my other teammates, and be like, cool, I've got this. And then we were... Was it Torin that had it? It was Tauron that had it, yeah. yeah. And then uh, this old codger, was played by our regular DM, George, who's been sort of like an NPC, but he was... A character I'd written. Yes. Yeah. So to be him. Was, yeah. And he was the only person who knew how to use the heartstone, So he almost did like the, the Jafar, give me the lamp from <laughs> Aladdin. And so I I did. I gave him the heartstone because he was going to help us get home. And then he did his cantation and he disappeared. <laughs> he bloody legged it, he presumably, to go to the realm to find his dead son. Mm-hmm absolute dick, then left us <laughs> on our own. These levels, and I, I suddenly thought, I did, I, I had a, a moment's pause where I was like, we're going to die. Like, we are going to die. Because I don't think we can get out of this situation. <laughs> <laughs> because none of us are good enough in order to beat Babs Yags, which we found out later down, like, after the game and everything. Any damage that we were doing, particularly my
2: character, was doing minimal damage at Best. She's resistant to every single type of damage bar magical attacks. And I don't,
3: I've only got one magical attack that I can do and even then I'll only be able to do it twice Mm. uh, per entire, unless I got a long rest and replenishment which is not going to happen during a fight. So basically during a fight I could do two bits of magic throughout the Mm. whole thing. And uh, Torin, one of our other major uh, spellcasters, he said that he was running very low on, on magic uh, and, and health. And health. He'd been rinsed. <laughs> he had been rinsed. <laughs> and he's
2: our tank. Yeah, he <laughs> stood in front of her stupidly and she just kept wailing on him. Just like, God, just get out of my way. And our other spellcaster was also very
3: much running out of magic. Mm. So we were like, we were at, at death's door.
2: And, uh, and also you have, like, so the, the, the ritual, the idea was, they had to spill their own blood and say an incantation. They dropped it a few times because someone forgot to pick it up. Because it cost fifteen HP to do. Yeah. Well, you say we forgot to pick it up.
3: I didn't realise it was a concentration thing. Yeah. So I did it first, and then did an attack mm. which stopped it, and that's when yeah, there I were d- a couple of there was, there was a well, turn yes, in the middle as well. Where someone well, that, yeah. To so pick what so what happened was is that I did it not realising it was a concentration spell. Yes. And that's what then essentially got me dead, and I got taken out. And Torrin's move was next, and he said. But granted, you can't say that to the rest of the group because that's meta gaming. But he essentially thought, "Well, I don't, I, I don't need to do the spell now because it's not everyone else has got a turn before it's her turn yeah. again." And I think he thought, "Well, someone else will do it." Yes, and no one else did. <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> and, and so we just got to her turn it. again, and me and
2: Gary just looked at each other, being like. Can't believe no one did it. Yeah, she'd okay. literally batted away a few spells because she can do her actions on the end. She'd got counter spells. She'd just batten away spells, doing what she liked. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I, I'm stunned. Yeah. That no one else thoughts to do
3: it. And then because Torin didn't do it again, I was like, we're getting another turn without anyone slowing her down. Slow <laughs> her down! She's going to kill us. Yeah. But eventually I realized that I had a conch, uh, like Lord of the Flies, that was able to allow me to speak to uh, another god called the, uh, uh, the Keeper of the Currents. Water, not raisins. And I put a call into him. And I have essentially... Had that would have been the sun maid if I'd have done, <laughs> <laughs> if I'd have done one who kept raisins. Nice. I've had to. i had to make a deal with a god. And I am now forever indebted to that god. Which, by the way, I need to speak to George. I don't know how that will affect my relationship with my actual god. Um, oh yes. Yeah, I need to speak to George about that. Because um, I'm now indebted to another god's... And I, but and again, I don't know if it's the party that are indebted, or it is me specifically because I was the one that made the deal. Mm. I think it's mostly fair if it's only me because I made
2: the deal without consulting anyone. Surely, yeah. But I also feel like he's probably got the right to go. Well, you all in the room, and I saved all of you. Yep. Which is also true. As he true. burst out of the pot, yes, bubbling away in the kitchen because he's a he was a river deity and he'd, bur- he'd come transported himself through the water. It was badass. To, jumps out throws a lightning spear. Oh man, it was badass. Yeah, it was cool. We were l- we were lucky we had that contrary because yeah. I don't think we would have made it. Granted, <laughs> there were a couple of things in that whole like I don't want to go too far into like what you could have done what you would like. There were bits yeah. there, were, there were more bits in the heart that you didn't see that could have helped you here. Mm. But also there were things like uh Torin had a basilisk's eye that he'd taken oh, yeah. earlier in the game. Yeah. I feel like that could have slowed. Like there were a few things that I'd given you yeah. along the way that I was like, "Well, you could use that." And the, the correct application of this or the correct application of that, yeah, yeah, might have done something. Yeah, um, and yeah, like I think you were you were probably the first person who just looked at his list of items, and went, <laughs> "That's, the one! That's <laughs> the one." Let's
3: use this. And it was it was a pretty cool thing because I think that uh, having the keeper of the cans, having Aquaman on our team, basically did help us win that fight. Because I had two concerns: a, we're going to die, mm. or b, we're going to run out of time because. Dan's going to kick us out of his house in a bit Yes, and I don't really want to stop this fight midway through I want to be able to finish this fight before we all leave I'm very late I don't know what time you got back on quite late yeah yeah. quite late half twelve I think I felt very sleepy yesterday Mm. I've proper fell asleep on the tube on the way home (laughs) like a
2: proper I just completely went out but that's the sleep of someone who's defeated a god, Luke. Oh, it that's was the, the the peaceful, dreamless sleep oh, of someone who was bested. It was badass, but Mother a, of all hags. It was a
3: really cool campaign. I really enjoyed being in the Feywild. So enjoyed the characters that we interacted with, and I think that you actually plotted a very good story that had nights and peaks and troughs in there. So I, I thought it was it was really really cool. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see where we're going next now that we're back into the now we're back and you get your I character back
2: no i blooming know where we're going as well oh of course you do yeah because you've had to hand the campaign back i know a fair bit of the, i i know like the the leading of all the plot and stuff as well so I'm um, i'm excited because there's some big reveals mm. very early yeah that i think you'll be like what the hell <laughs> what the so i'm
3: I'm really really looking forward to get back into that i suppose the only downside i can ever really think of that campaign is that i was 150 points short of leveling up like, yeah i think we'll just i think we'll just say <laughs> i think we'll just say we all leveled up well i, I did no, no. when i put it into the calculator and it came up i was like you're 150 short i was like mother <laughs> yeah so just, close uh, you get it in the first fight it'll be fine i was gonna say i'd have got it back quite quickly but anyway uh, that is all we've got time for on this show ollie and i will be back on the magazine show with less D chat unfortunately Borg. I know, yeah. Uh. But we have had a very nice care package sent to us by one of our pledge hammers, Marcel Durer, which we're going to open up and then we're going to enjoy what he sent across. So that'll be on Saturday's episode. We're very much looking forward to that. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
1: Bye.